Some days, you're just living life the best way you know how, honouring God, and then whammo, something so unfair hits you right out of the blue. Sensational. It's just not fair, is it? Bernie Diamond, and thank you so much for joining me again on Christianity Works. Today we're continuing with the next message in this series, Dark Night, Bright Light, taking a look at the afflictions of the righteous. Those aren't my words, by the way, they're God's. So let's do it. Let's head into God's Word, and please do stay tuned, because in just a few minutes, I'll be telling you about a free booklet that I'd love to send you. It's called Victory Against Impossible Odds to help you live in the victory that Jesus died and rose again to give you no matter what this world throws at you. There are times in life when bad things happen to good people. And perhaps you're someone who believes in Jesus and you've been living your life just the best way that you know how, just day after day, walking with him. And all of a sudden, whammo, something happens. The sky turns dark and all of a sudden you're in one of those dark black times that we can go through in life. A time of loss or pain or or sickness or whatever it is. And you kind of look around and think, what is going on here, God? I mean, I know I'm not perfect, but every day I just get up and I just do my best and I walk with you and, and now this. My hunch is that there are a few people who kind of relate to that today. And so I want to deal with that because when bad things happen to good people, it's such a shock, it it seems so unfair, especially when we take a look around and we see that there's a whole bunch of good things happening to some really bad people out there. What is going on, God? Well, over these last few weeks on the program, we've been just working our way through Psalm 34, in a series that I've called Dark Night, Bright Light. Psalm 34 is a psalm written by King David, and King David was a man who went through more dark times in his life than you or I would ever hope for. And, and yes, you see him make some mistakes, but right from the beginning, God had him picked as a man after his own heart. And yet... David lived through so many dark and difficult times, scary times, on the run for his life from King Saul, who wanted to kill him for years. Battles with enemies, and it looked like that he would lose, and yet God would show up. When you take a look at his life, and you weigh David's life on our human scale of justice, well, you come to the conclusion David was definitely one of the good guys. He tried with all his might to honour God, And even though some days he blew it, he was probably the greatest king that Israel ever had. And I'm sure that as David would take a look at his life, he'd probably come to the same conclusion. And yet this man went through so many difficult things, dark and lonely times, times when his people criticized him and and times when he was in fear of his life. Say, God, what's going on? Why is that? How come bad things happen to good people? I'm not sure I can answer all of those things. I mean, God is God, and he decides those things. But as we continue to walk through Psalm 34, let me share with you David's own wisdom on this. Because Psalm 34 is a psalm where he looks back on all those bad times, and he reflects with the benefit of 2020 hindsight. Let's pick it up in Psalm 34, verse 15. 
He writes, The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their cry. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to cut off their memory from the earth. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him from them all. Well, David doesn't even bother with the why question here, does he? When we hit those dark times, the first question we want to know is, why me, God? Why is this happening? Right? And the second question is, how long is this going to go on, God? How long? Well, David doesn't carry on with any of that. He seems in this psalm to accept the sovereignty of God, and after all that he's been through in his life, he draws this obvious conclusion, Psalm 34, verse 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us from them all. In other words, stuff happens. It just does. Jesus put it this way. Your Father in heaven causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good, and he sends the rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Good stuff and bad stuff happens to good people and bad people. There you go. That's just it. And it seems to be a rule that the more a man or a woman turns their lives to following hard after God, walking in the footsteps of Jesus, the more afflictions they suffer. It's such an incredible contradiction, because on the one hand, God wants to bless us. He does. All the way through his word, the Bible, he tells us that. But on the other When we set our hearts like flint to follow him, it seems like the rest of the world wants to stop us. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Many. Gee, there's one of the promises of God. I don't hear many people shouting, Hallelujah, amen to that promise. But the Lord delivers us from them all. His eyes are on his people. His ear is attentive to their cry. We cry out, he hears us, and he delivers us from our troubles. You know what I've learned? He doesn't always deliver us in the way that we expect him to. Sometimes we want him to do one thing, and he does exactly the opposite. Sometimes we cry out to him, and things seem to get worse. Sometimes we want him to do A, and he turns around and does B. And sometimes it seems like his solution, his answer, means that we lose and someone else wins. But in the wondrous fabric of his mighty plan for our lives... He is so much more interested in our characters, who we are, and our relationship with him than he is in our perceptions of what we think we need and and our comfort. He's so much more concerned about his glory shining out into this world than he is about some of the things that at the time, well, we think they're important, but in the bigger scheme of things, they really aren't. The Apostle Paul puts it this way in Romans chapter 5. Suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And this hope doesn't disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. And the longer we walk with God, the more afflictions we have to suffer, the more we discover the truth of King David's words. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us from them all. Bernie Diamond, and you're listening to Christianity Works. I just want to take a moment in this short break to share something truly important with you. As we're discovering in this series, life can be tough. Well, you don't need me to tell you that. You already knew it because you've been there. 
And sometimes, let's face it, our circumstances seem completely impossible. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet. It's called Victory Against Impossible Odds. It's full of life-changing, practical Bible teaching to help you live in the victory that Jesus died and rose again to give you no matter what life throws at you. And at the end of each chapter, you'll find a series of life application questions to help you think through and apply God's Word right in the realities of your life. To request your copy, stop by our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com, and you'll see that free offer right there toward the top of the homepage. Click on it, pop in your name and email, and that e-book will be winging its way to your inbox in just seconds. It really is that easy. Again, that web address is ChristianityWorks.com. All right, then, let's get back into God's Word. You know, when I think the darkness is the worst, I I think when something happens to us that's not fair. Someone treads on us or hurts us or stabs us in the back, and it's not fair. And when that happens, instead of running to God, we are so tempted to behave badly, to stoop as low as the person that's hurt us. If they stabbed us in the back, well, we have to do the same, only ten times worse. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, and we will avenge them all, right? No, that's not what God tells us in Psalm 33. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, he says in verse 19, but the Lord delivers us from them all. But boy, oh boy, it is so tempting to carve the other guy's heart out, isn't it? I want to take you to one of the most challenging verses in the Bible for me. I mean, really challenging. It's talking about when things happen that are not fair. And it's about a slave and his or her master. It was written a thousand or so years after King David penned Psalm 34 by the Apostle Peter. Come with me almost to the end of the New Testament to the letter First Peter. It's a letter to Christians who were being persecuted. They were going through incredibly dark times. It was incredibly unfair. And Peter writes this piece of wisdom. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 18. And listen, if you have a Bible, open it up. Come with me here to this verse. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 18. This is what he writes. Slaves, submit yourselves to your masters with all respect, not only to those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. For it is commendable if a man bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because he is conscious of God. But how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and you endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. This is what you are called to because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled insults at him, he didn't retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on that tree so that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. For you, like sheep, have gone astray. But now you have returned to the shepherd and the overseer of your souls. God, do you find that challenging? I certainly do. See, there's something in our makeup that when injustice happens to us, when we're on the receiving end, 
We want to rail against it and in the hurt and the pain and the anger. We want revenge. We want justice. Peter is writing to slaves. I mean, slavery is something that in the 21st century we just find disgusting and abhorrent. And yet here in God's word, Peter is writing to slaves. One human being being owned by another human being to labour without payment. Human degradation at its worst. How can one person do that to another? And yet Peter says, submit to your masters who are harsh. Slave, submit to your masters with all respect, not only to those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. For it is commendable if a man bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because he is conscious of God. See, travelling through pain, we want to end that pain in our own strength. It is a natural human instinct. It is so unnatural to honour God in that place. It is so unnatural to wait for him to deliver us. It is so unnatural for us to do what is commendable in God's eyes. But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. To this you are called, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his footsteps. It is unnatural to suffer for doing good, but it is commendable before God. And in that Christ is our example. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. Yet when they hurled insults at him, he didn't retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. See, insults and he didn't retaliate. Imagine what the Son of God could have done to those people. When they hurled insults at him, he bore them like nails in his flesh. When he suffered... He didn't make any threats. He didn't utter any words of revenge. And you might say, Bernie, how can you be preaching this stuff at me? How can you believe this stuff? This is so hurtful. Well, the answer and the solution come in the very next verse. Listen. Instead, he entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. There it is again. A millennium after Psalm 34 was written, Peter's saying exactly the same thing that David said in Psalm 34, verse 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us from them all. So many of the things that happen to us in life aren't fair. But in that darkness, God's light shines. A certain hope. Look at how Peter finishes off this letter. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. And pick up that verse after this short break. I'm Bernie Diamond, and you're listening to Christianity Works. As we take this short break, I'd like to tell you about a free daily resource that I'd love to send you to help you draw closer to God. It's called Fresh, a short daily devotional with a powerful scripture verse and some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement delivered right to the inbox on your smartphone, tablet or computer each and every day. You can read it, listen to the audio, or watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. It's God's Word, fresh for you each day. And it's completely free. For instant access, just stop by our mobile-friendly website, christianityworks.com. You'll see that fresh e-devotional sign-up right there 
at the top of the homepage. And when you do subscribe, you'll instantly receive a free copy of the ebook, How Can I Hear God Speak to Me? That web address again, in case you missed it, is ChristianityWorks.com. So go ahead, sign up to receive fresh, and may your heart be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through his word. Okay, let's dive back into God's word for a bit of encouragement. I just want to finish up today by encouraging you that God is in the deliverance business. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Peter writes in 1 Peter chapter 5, beginning at verse 5, Humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxieties on him, because he cares for you. You know, for me, as I've travelled through these incredibly dark times every now and then, when I've been treated unfairly, what I've learned is that it's not about getting my outcome or my way. It's about humbling myself before God. And that is so hard sometimes. It's about being like Christ and saying, God, not my will, but your will be done. And God somehow always, always comes through. And so do I. But as a changed man, a few more of the rough edges knocked off, a little of God's polishing here and there, Definitely a work in progress, but it changes you little by little. When we're passed over, when, when we've been ignored, when someone who's half as good as us is promoted twice as quickly, when, when people whisper behind our backs, those are painful times. Yet they are precious times when we have a choice to make, to get our own back or to humble ourselves under his mighty hand, to retaliate and threaten or to wait patiently in pain for God to deliver us like he did with Jesus. To be like everyone else in this world, or to be Christ-like. To be about the devil's business, or about God's business. We started off today looking at this wonderful part of Psalm 34, beginning at verse 15. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to cut off their memory from the earth. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us from them all. You see, God's eyes are on the righteous. He does hear our cries. And and God is a righteous God. We're going to look at that next week. God is against those who do evil, and ultimately there will be a price for those people to pay. One day they will stand before God and be judged. When we cry out, God hears us. He delivers us from our troubles. When we're brokenhearted, when it's so dark and it's so lonely and it's so scary, He is in that place. And even sometimes, when we can't see it, He's out there protecting us, keeping us safe, doing things that we can't imagine. Take a look back a page or two at Psalm 31, beginning at verse 20. See, this is one of those times that David is talking about that is so unfair. This is what he writes. In the shelter of your presence you hide them from the intrigues of men. In your dwelling you keep them safe from accusing tongues. Praise be to the Lord our God, for he showed his wonderful love to me when I was in a besieged city. 
In my alarm, I said, I'm cut off from your sight. Yet you heard my cry for mercy when I called to you for help. Love the Lord, all his saints. The Lord preserves the faithful, but the proud he will pay back in full. Be strong and take heart, all you that hope in the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't it sometimes when when we are the subject of the intrigues of men and accusing tongues, it's God who keeps us safe in him. And, And when we come through that and we see what's happened and we're changed, we can look back and say, praise be to God, for he showed his wonderful love to me when I felt like I was in a besieged city. Have you ever felt that in relationships? It's like it's like everyone turns against you and you feel like you're under siege. Praise be to the Lord, for he showed his wonderful love to me when I was in a besieged city. In alarm, I said, I'm cut off from your sight. Yet you heard my cry for mercy when I called to you for help. So often in those dark places, it just kind of feels like there's no one there. It feels like I'm cut off. We're afraid and we cry out I'm cut off, but God is always in that place. Can I just say to you, from from now on, when you're suffering afflictions, when you're the subject of human plots or accusing tongues, when you're in that incredibly dark place, when you feel cut off like a city under siege, when it's black... I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to shine a light into that dark place. I remember back in my life when it hurt so much and it was so dark, I just quietly sat there in pain and somehow the Holy Spirit turned my heart to humble myself. See, I was so used to lashing out. I was so used to stooping as low as the other people who were inflicting the pain And yet the Holy Spirit did something. And I believe that as we receive his word today, the Holy Spirit is going to speak his word, this word, into your heart one day just when you need it. Just when you feel like a city under siege. Just when you're in that dark place. This beautiful word that we've looked at in Psalm 34 and Psalm 31 and 1 Peter chapters 3 and 5. This is the very word of God. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us from them all. I don't know about you, but some days are really rotten. You know, we go along, we do, we live our lives just the best way we can, and something comes out of the blue, and it's so unfair, and you know, it's so unexpected, and it hurts, and it's scary. And dark nights, well, they're so dark, aren't they? They're so lonely and often so painful. But in that dark night, there's a bright light. And it's a light that shines when we put our trust in Jesus Christ. The same Jesus who suffered a scandalous death on the cross. A death that was unfair. A death that he didn't deserve. When they hurled insults at him. When when they beat him. and uh, He just took it. He just humbled himself Because he knew there was a purpose. He knew that he would have to die for you and me. When we put our faith in that Jesus to deliver us in his time and his way, he will. See, we we can have faith in Jesus from a distance. You know, we can believe in him with our heads from a long way off. But that sort of belief is pretty useless when you get to one of those dark nights. 
because Jesus never meant for us to have him at arm's length. He never meant for us to believe in him just with our heads. He never meant for us to say, well, yeah, I have an insurance policy. He meant to be part of our lives. And when we believe him with our lives, and you know what that means? It means in those dark times when people are doing bad things to us, not lashing out in pain. It, it means saying, you know, I'm not going to do the thing that comes naturally, which is wrong. I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to believe in Jesus' deliverance with my life and just sit here and be like Christ, not like the rest of the world. When we believe like that with our lives, when we put our lives on the line and honour him in those times of affliction, that's when he shows up. For God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord, the Lord delivers us from them all. May he bless you as you receive his word today. That's pretty much all we have time for today. But before I go, there's something very important that I need to share with you. You see, our passion here at Christianity Works is to see your life powerfully transformed as you draw ever closer in a rich, dynamic relationship with Jesus. So let me encourage you to check out the treasure trove of practical, relevant and life-changing Bible teaching at our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com. It's full of free resources to help you draw closer to God. So dive into that media lounge to watch our weekly Christianity Works television broadcast or the daily fresh devotional videos. Everything's been conveniently categorized so that you can filter the content to quickly lay hold of just the teaching that you need for whatever you're going through today. Remember, Everything on the site is free, including that booklet that I mentioned earlier, Victory Against Impossible Odds, and of course, the daily fresh devotional. With all my heart, I know that Jesus wants to have a powerful impact on your life to bring you his joy, his peace, and his power. So go on, head across to the mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time next week with another message of God's love, God's grace, and God's power for each one of us in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ.